Tēnā koea, nau mai, haere mai, my name is Will Appleby and you're listening to Animal Matters. It's a quick episode today. We'll discuss the most recent debate concerning the live export ban, as well as MPI's most recent disappointing decision not to prosecute a farm that saw hundreds of thousands of chickens suffocate in its sheds. Animal Matters is brought to you by Safe for Animals. We release new episodes every week, so make sure you subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or whatever your favourite podcast platform is. You can also subscribe to our newsletter at safe.org.nz forward slash animal matters. Last week was an exciting milestone for the campaign to ban greyhound racing. It's the AM show. So, uh, animal rights group SAFE says greyhounds should be in our homes and on our couches and not running on racetracks. It wants to put a collar on greyhound racing and is today heading to Parliament with a 37,000 strong petition to ban the sport. Uh, This issue has been around for a number of years and they keep making sort of incremental advances towards this, but is now the time. Joining us now from Wellington is SAFE. Our petition to ban greyhound racing was finally handed over to Parliament last Wednesday. I've been to a few events on Parliament steps with a dog or two present, but nothing like this. There were at least half a dozen greyhounds with some of the best outfits. One was wearing a rainbow onesie, another a black jumper with a denim vest jacket who could have easily fit in at a punk gig. For those at the handover event, it would have been difficult for anyone to argue that greyhound racing is okay after interacting with those amazing dogs. The petition was handed over to Labour MP Honourable Priyanka Radhakrishna. Priyanka is a second-term MP and she's currently the Minister of the Community and Voluntary Sector, Diversity, Inclusion and Ethnic Communities and Youth, as well as Associate Minister for Social Development and Employment. Also in attendance supporting Priyanka was Labour MP for Christchurch Central Dr Duncan Webb and MP for New Lynn Dr Deborah Russell. Representing the Green Party was Chloe Swarbrick, MP for Auckland Central and the Green Party's animal welfare spokesperson. Chloe has been outspoken in her opposition to greyhound racing and has a member's bill drafted which could make its way to a first reading in Parliament if 61 or more non-executive MPs support it. Aaron Cross from the Greyhound Protection League also spoke at the event. Aaron started the petition and I've interviewed him before on Animal Matters. As well as handing over the petition signatures, Deborah Ashton, Safe CEO, presented a collar to Priyanka, which had 31 dog tags, one for each greyhound who lost their life during the 2020-21 racing season. I'm sure, like most people there, it was hard not to shed a wee tear when we observed a minute silence for those dogs. Obviously not in attendance was Racing Minister Grant Robertson, which isn't really a surprise, and to be fair, we couldn't have expected him to be there either. But what is worth recognising is the petition was accepted by a Labour MP, flanked by two of her Labour colleagues. The Labour Party's senior MPs could have easily instructed party members not to attend or accept the Greyhound petition. But the fact that Priyanka Radhakrishna was there to accept it gives me the impression that the petition was given tacit approval from the likes of Grant Robertson, Jacinda Ardern and the rest of Cabinet. That gives me a lot of hope that the Labour Party are taking this issue seriously. There was a lot of media and cameras at the petition handover, but so far not a lot of it has been broadcast. I'm assuming they're holding on to it when the government releases the report from the Greyhound Racing Review, which is currently on the Deputy Prime Minister's desk.
If he wasn't already convinced that greyhound racing is bad news, he is hoping he is now. Regular listeners of Animal Matters will remember about a year ago, a massive power outage on a farm raising chickens for their meat resulted in over 180,000 chickens dying. The resulting investigation took over a year and was only referred to Crown solicitors in April. Already this investigation was becoming a disappointment. We finally have a result, and it's not great. Late last month, John Weeks at the New Zealand Herald reported that after taking advice from the Crown solicitor, the Ministry for Primary Industries will not pursue prosecution after the broiler farm deaths. According to MPI, the deaths were caused by an electrical failure of equipment providing ventilation to a large chicken shed. And since the person in charge of the animals took steps to maintain that equipment, the Crown solicitor felt this provided a defence to potential charges under the Animal Welfare Act. As such, it did not meet the threshold for prosecution, as per the Solicitor General's prosecution guidelines. Marcelo Rodriguez Ferrer, an animal law expert at Otago University, told the Herald that MPI had a responsibility to file proceedings and see whether the chicken company's defence stood up in court. Safe Campaigns Manager Jessica Chambers told media that MPI's decision demonstrates that New Zealand's animal welfare system is broken, and it's not hard to agree with her. It is clear now more than ever that MPI should be stripped of its animal welfare responsibilities. The investigation should have been a priority for the ministry. Instead, they dragged their heels and took over a year to investigate. And considering 180,000 birds lost their lives, MPI's decision not to prosecute is not only unacceptable, it demonstrates a complete lack of regard for their obligations to those animals. The solution? Regular listeners have heard this before, so I might sound like a bit of a broken record, but it's a commissioner for animals. Our government talks about its aspirations to have the best animal welfare standards in the world. So it's time to walk the talk by appointing a fully resourced commissioner for animals with the power and the will to regulate and enforce animal welfare laws. In recent weeks, we've had two live export ships arrive in Aotearoa, one in Timaru and the other in Taranaki. These are the first ships to arrive since the government finalised the date that live exports would be phased out. Despite SAFE pushing for live exports to be banned immediately, the government has confirmed that they will continue until April 30, 2023. While SAFE has been pushing for a shorter time frame, the agriculture lobby continues to debate the merits of banning live export, which isn't all that much of a surprise. But it turns out even government officials had their concerns. New Zealand Herald senior political reporter Thomas Coughlin last month reported that MPI and Treasury's analysis shows the decision to ban live export will cut off $261.5 million of revenue for rural communities. However, continuing to export livestock could come at the cost of New Zealand's wider reputation and put $33.7 billion of trade in animals and animal products at risk. These figures come from a regulatory impact statement produced by MPI and Treasury. These are government agency documents that summarises an agency's best advice to its ministers and cabinet. They are high-level summaries of a problem being addressed, and the options and their associated costs and benefits. ACT MP Mark Cameron, 
a Northland dairy farmer, said the regulatory impact statement shows the ban on live exports was purely an emotive and ideological decision. But Green MP Chloe Saulbrook pushed back on those warnings, and rightly so, telling NewsHub that there's a lack of transparency on the ships that transfer the animals. She added that next to nobody, let alone MPI, can say what actually happens on these live export ships. Whichever way you slice it, it's going to be a long two years, especially for animals in the live export industry. And while those animals continue to suffer, get ready for more debate over the efficacy of a ban on live exports, especially from those with skin in the game. Thank you for listening to Animal Matters. This podcast is brought to you by Safe for Animals, New Zealand's leading animal rights organisation and produced by myself, Will Appleby. Make sure you subscribe to stay across Animal Matters on whatever your favourite podcast platform is. If you're listening on Apple, please leave a rating as it helps other listeners to find the show. Until next time, mate wa.